listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. My brothers and sisters, I greet you with the greeting of St. Francis when he would begin his preaching. May the Lord give you his peace now and forever. Amen. I forgot to welcome our concelebrating priest, Father Jose Maria from the Franciscan Friars of the Immaculate. Welcome, Father. Uh, with us for a few days helping out. He, his community is a reformed Franciscan community that wear gray, bluish gray. I belong to a reformed uh, Franciscan Friars of the Redoul. Beards, no beards, you know, we're all together here. And um, so it's wonderful to have Father with us. Um, so brothers and sisters, I think so often when we hear the readings and the, the teachings of Jesus, it's easy for us to think, well, I've heard this before. You may find yourself yawning. It's like, I've heard this before. It may, it's like this. Um, I'm going to say a phrase, and I want you to repeat it, uh, finish it for me. Ready? To be or... That is the question, right? From Shakespeare. Okay. So sometimes when we hear the teachings of Jesus, it can be like that. Say, well, I've heard this before. As it starts, I already know how it's going to finish. And you find yourself yawning. You find yourself uh, distracted. You could find yourself looking at your watch. Yes, we see that when you do that. Okay, the priest, we see you. Maybe you didn't realize that, okay. But, but my point is, we can be in a place where the teachings of Jesus don't hit us with their power. Because we, like, we know it. I've heard this before, you know? And, and so we want to take a moment to try to allow the word of God, the teachings of Jesus, to hit us. There is a power here. And you can imagine the faces of the people who were there that day when they heard Jesus give his famous Sermon on the Mount. Blessed. It's a very Jewish idea, like the, to be blessed. It's hard to translate the word that's used there, makarios in Greek. Blessed. Happy. Um, in God's favor. Blessed. You would be doing really great if, it's hard to capture the, the feeling of this word blessed. And then Jesus says, blessed are you if you're poor. We need to let that hit us. What? It's, um, what's, the, what's the word? It, um, it provokes us. What do you mean, blessed? You would think, blessed are you if you win the lottery and you have lots of money. Blessed are the rich. But he'll say, whoa, whoa if you're rich. Do you feel it? Jesus, you're sounding a little crazy. Un poquito loco no coco. A little bit crazy in the head. Blessed are you if you are poor. Blessed if you are hungry. Blessed are you if you are weeping and mourning. Blessed are you. How blessed you'll be. People hate you because of me. 
Right? So we're supposed to be like, wait a minute, that doesn't sound right. Help me understand. Right? Woe if you're rich. Means it's not a good thing. Woe if you're already already filled now. You're not hungry, you're filled. Woe to you if you just laugh all the time and you don't weep. Woe to you if everybody speaks well of you. It, it sounds upside down, right? So there's a provocation there. We're being provoked. And it's like, Jesus, what are you talking about? And that's a good thing. It's good to feel that. It's good. Jesus is inviting us to go deeper. He's inviting us to take in his word. And, well, sometimes the church fathers would describe meditating on God's word like the cow that chews the grass. And then they swallow it up and they burp it and chew it again, the cud. We need to do that with God's word. Take it in. Chew on it. Digest it. Um, there's something incredibly special and powerful in what Jesus is saying here. Um, it, it's deep. It's deep. It invites us to take it in. Think about it. Ponder the word. What are you saying to be God? What are you saying? So, that's my goal. That's my task as the preacher, right? Okay, we're breaking open the bread of God's word so we can be fed by it. We can be nourished with his word. So here's my best effort. Ready? We're going to go on a bit of a journey. Have you ever read a really good book or a novel? You've ever seen a really exciting movie? Like a mystery. Anybody here love a mystery book or a mystery movie? I love that. Anybody? That's so, so entertaining. So, right? The, the way that they pull you in. And the best mysteries in, in books and movies. I say books for you older people. I say movies for the younger people. Okay. The thing that's really wonderful is when the whole story doesn't make sense until the last chapter. You ever seen a movie like that? So the whole movie, you're like trying to figure out what's going on. It's a mystery and there's things happening and it's interesting and you're on the edge of your seat and, and you're watching and you're being pulled in. But then it isn't till the very end there's a plot twist. There's something revealed at the end that now changes everything. And so when you watch the movie the second time, it's not the same, right? Because you, you know what happens in the end, right? And now it's still good, but it's, it's different that that first time you see that movie or read that book. And then there's just a really unforeseen, surprising detail at the very end brings the whole story together, changes, and now you go back and see it again. It's oh, now I see what they're doing. I love that. I love that. I love that. I want to propose that that's what God has done. That's what Jesus has done. So when Jesus comes and says things like, you will be blessed if you're poor. You will be blessed if people hate you because of me. It only makes sense if you know the end of the story. The perspective of eternity. The perspective of the end. The resurrection of Jesus. 
The resurrection of Jesus is the plot twist that really makes sense of what Jesus is saying because if there is no eternal life, there is no God, there is no heaven or hell, that this is all, what we see is all there is, then yeah, you should be rich. You should laugh. You should just live for yourself. You should give in to whatever sins you want to give in to and, and live for pleasure if there's nothing else, if this is it. But if this isn't all there is, if there really is eternal life, there really is heaven and hell, then that changes how we live now. That changes everything. And it's the resurrection of Jesus, his death on the cross and his rising on the third day that changes it all. From the perspective of heaven, from the perspective of eternal life, these words of Jesus make perfect sense. And at first you thought, Jesus, you have everything upside down. Then you start to realize, no, the world has it upside down. And God came and turned it right side up. But don't be surprised when people in the world think that you crazy Christians have it all backwards and upside down. Good, they should think that of us. Right? Because without faith, without the perspective of eternal life, none of it makes sense. None of it makes sense. But we know what is true. We know what is true. And what I love in the Gospel of Luke, the way St. Luke puts Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes, it complements the first use of the word blessing in Luke's Gospel when Elizabeth tells the Virgin Mary, blessed are you who believed, who had faith. That's the first time the word blessed is used in Luke's Gospel. And then Jesus comes and gives us the blessings. And it's almost like Jesus is unfolding and unpacking what it means to live a life of faith. To be a person who believes in God and that that belief is the ground we stand on. It's how we understand life and what we go through. Jesus has opened up for us a new horizon, a new perspective. Without faith, we just see things horizontally. Um, it's like the famous Catholic author Flannery O'Connor. It's a short story author from America. And she had a funny thing that she wrote that people without faith are like chickens who have had their wings clipped. So I, any chicken farmers here? So I guess they can clip the wings of the chickens so they can't fly, but it helps them to get juicy and fat. And then those chickens have no idea about anything up and down because they can't fly, they're just on the ground and they just their life is horizontal. But with faith, it's like we have wings. The gift of faith opens up for us something beyond just the horizontal, but the vertical, the perspective of um, what's above, where God dwells on his throne. Isn't that an interesting insight? You know, that when you have faith, you can see more of reality. You can understand things in a much deeper way. That what we see here isn't all there is. There's another perspective. For me, my favorite example between 2D and 3D 
So 2D, you have like a square on a piece of paper or a triangle. But in 3D, that square becomes a cube, right? There's more, there's depth. Or that triangle becomes a pyramid. And I think that's what faith is like. It, it broadens our horizons. It gives us a new perspective that we didn't have before. It gives us a depth to uh, understanding reality in a deeper way. I think that's beautiful. I share that with you because when I was a young man, especially in my teenage years, I didn't really go to church. I went through a stage of life. I was kind of raised in a, a nominally Catholic home. And, and by my teenage years, I didn't really pray. I didn't like going to church. I had been an altar server when I was a kid, but I lost it in my teenage years. And uh, I was living for me. And I was kind of raised by whatever was on television or whatever movies were popular. And I remember what it was like to be living life without God. I remember. You know, for me, like what was exciting is like, when's the next Van Halen concert? You know, and, 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 and those things can be great, but when you live your life in a way that that's all there is, you know, uh, it, it, was, it, was, um, it was very, you can tell I'm struggling to find the vocabulary. It was, um, it was, um, it wasn't fulfilling my heart. I was, I had the feeling of being unfulfilled. You know, momentary pleasures that don't last, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not gonna go to confession on the microphone, okay? <laughs> but brothers and sisters, when I was 18 years old, and I was at a rock concert, and the Holy Spirit came upon me, and something like blinders fell off of my eyes, and in a moment, I received the gift of faith, and I knew that God was real. I knew that God was real. It was October 20th, 1990. And all of these years later, I'm still trying to understand what happened that night, but it changed my life forever. It changed my life forever. And that night, when I went back to my dorm room in college, I said my first sincere prayer from the heart, God, if you're real, I want to know you, Jesus. I want you in my life, but I don't know. I'm lost. Um, if you lead me, I will follow. And that prayer came out of the depths of my soul. And the Lord blessed me and started to lead me and guide me. And, and a big part of what happened to me is I started reading about Fatima. And one of the things that's so special about a place like Fatima where God does something very unusual that the Virgin Mary herself came from heaven in a supernatural way to those three children to give a message from God, a message for the world. And uh, out of all of the, the messages that the Virgin Mary gave at Fatima and at other places, we think of Guadalupe in Mexico, we think of Lourdes in France and maybe other places. Um, one of the big takeaways is that God is real, that our faith is true, that it's real. That there is more to life than just what we see here. There is eternity. There is heaven and hell. There is an invitation from the Lord to a relationship. 
to have God in your life, to know Him, to be filled with His Holy Spirit, and to be formed by our faith. We need guidance, don't we? We need guidance from God. So we, things can get really confusing. Who do I trust? Who do I believe? All these ideas and opinions and controversy. And in the middle of all of that, we hear Our Lady saying to us, be at peace. Be at peace. God is real. And he wants to be in your life. Be at peace. And if you're open and if you pray, you invite the Lord in and you seek him. Seeking God in your life. Um, you will know his grace. You will know his grace. And our dearest blessed mother, the Virgin Mary, although she is not God, she is our mother. And she leads us to God. Remember what she said at the wedding of Cana. Do whatever Jesus tells you. That's how you'll know it's Mary. She's always leading us to Jesus. She's always encouraging us as a mother does. Helping us. So that we could follow the Lord. So that we could be blessed. So we could live a blessed life. So that we could have faith. And that that faith would inform everything we do. How we live. What we believe informs how we behave. And it's beautiful. I can tell you, all of these years since that night I said that prayer in a dorm room, um, there have been many ups and downs. It's not been a cakewalk, but it's been wonderful. It's been wonderful to follow Jesus and to live our faith and to have this new perspective open up that there's more to this life than just what we see. There is heaven. There is eternity. There is the love of God who is love who wants to be in our lives and wants us to, to have that blessedness, to have that blessedness, to be fulfilled. I had shared that at the time when I didn't go to church, I felt unfulfilled. There is a filling. The Holy Spirit wants to fill our minds and hearts. He wants to be in our life. And so, brothers and sisters, we invite you today. We're here at Mass. We're praying. We're together. Uh, particularly when you come forward for Holy Communion, I want to invite everybody today, let it be a reverent, attentive moment today, something different, where we come forward, we receive Jesus, you go back to your seat, and then in a moment of silence, we're not having music today, so it will be silent, and it's a moment to speak to the Lord, a sincere prayer of the heart. The Lord is so close in those moments. And to really open up your life again. Jesus, I invite you again into my life anew. Lead me. Lead me. Show me the way and I will follow. Amen. You've been listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars, the renewal. Please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media, CFR underscore Franciscans. Thank you.